y'all. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Renee. And welcome to the Bitchscape. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yes. Um. So, something that we were talking about a few days before recording now, when we failed at recording earlier in the week. We're going to just put a trigger warning for pornography. Don't know if that's needed, but we want to cover all of our bases. Um, so yes, we will be talking about sex. And this is something that I have wanted to bitch about for quite some time. And that is the lack of men making noise in the bedroom. Like, and I don't need much. Not much at all. But just something. Just anything. Right. Just a little bit like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I'm not even, I'm not including dirty talk in that because a, a lot of men are good at dirty talk, but I'm talking about like when it's actually happening. Not just men though, people, people in general need to be more vocal, but I get where you're coming from. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's, yes. it's more within the cis straight male line that that happens. Yes. I think that's like, I don't know. I've never had a man who is okay with, like, criticism in the moment. Right. And, like, they just, like, shut down when it's, like, I'm sorry, like, I I'm trying to tell you what I know works, and if you don't want to listen to me, then you can't get upset about the fact that I don't orgasm. Because I'm also not about to sit here and say, oh, yeah, that was the best time ever. I totally came, babe. When, like, no, I got nothing going on down there. Nothing. And honestly, you shouldn't have to tell them. Like, if you came, then they'll know. <laughs> Exactly. And don't get me wrong. Like, I am good at faking it. I have faked it a few times. No shame. Shame. That. I'm shaming. No, not really. I wouldn't shame somebody for that. I would only do it if it was like, I don't know. I feel like once you reach the point of like, okay, we've had sex numerous times now, if we're not ready to have that conversation of what we like versus what we don't like, then I'm going to shame it just a little bit. Like, and this is something that's, again, cis, cis white woman line. You have to feel comfortable going, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You really and need to have that conversation at the very beginning before you even have sex as an adult. See, I think that conversation should be more about like what's okay versus what's not okay. Like I don't want to just suddenly like surprise a guy by in the middle of it going choke the fuck out of me. That's something that should be talked about beforehand. Right. But as far as like, you know, even like, you know, some women like oral sex. I am not one of those women. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I've also never really had a guy doing it actually listen to me with, hey, that doesn't feel good. Can you do this instead? Mm hmm. Or like they're playing like an arcade game with your clip. Like, just. Yeah, it's like you would never do that. You would never do that to your game controller because you know it would fucking break it. So why the fuck are you going to do that on fucking flesh? I mean,. I don't, would it feel good on the tip of a dick? Like, no. <laughs> like, oh God, that is such a great example, though. Yeah, like, I mean, the tip of a penis is very sensitive. And then, like, why wouldn't you think the same thing about a clitoris? See, I blame that on sex education. I, yes. The sex education in America specifically the united states is very lacking well see and the, here's here's where i have a very controversial opinion about that i like how we've kind of derailed a little bit but that's okay <laughs> i don't Natural. blame the school systems uh, because yeah. of the politics behind it 
Yeah. I don't agree with said politics behind it. I don't agree with the fact that it's extremely religion based when it shouldn't yep. be. Separation if, between church and state, baby. But if you're not willing to have that conversation with your child, then why did you give birth to a child? Mm-hmm. Like point blank. Like my mom never had the sex talk with me. No. Nope. Ever. But my dad found out that my mom hadn't. Now, at this time, I had already done stuff. I don't. I, I was like 15 or 16 years old, okay? So I was already experimenting when he had this talk with me. And it was so freaking awkward because my dad doesn't know what it's like to have a vagina. Mm-mm. No. So talk to your fucking kids about everything. Yes. Yep. Obviously, there's like stages in which you should do it as they get older. But like... For me, one of my, and now I do not have kids, so I can only speak generally because I say I would do these things, but put in the moment, I'm not sure. However, for me, a pet peeve of mine is when I hear kids not use the proper terms, like when they call it their cookie or something like that, that immediately grosses me out. They need to know that they have a vulva. And they need to know that they have a penis and a scrotum. Like, it doesn't need to be a kuka. It doesn't need to be, uh, no. It doesn't need to be a pee-pee either. And on top of that, you need to teach your children how to clean that shit properly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, something that, I mean, this is still a common misconception, is that you should never use soap on your vagina. But so many people don't understand that the only thing that's really your vagina is the vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. But we so often refer to the whole thing as the vagina. So then you have women who are petrified to wash with a thing than soap. But like you still have skin. Like it's okay to wash the skin with soap. Now it and shouldn't scent- be scented. Right. Sorry. I was just about to scented. <laughs> yeah, please, for the love of God, make sure it is not scented soap. Or if it is very mild. Like you know what your skin can handle. And anything that isn't, now, do not get crap like Summer's Eve and stuff like that. Obviously, that stuff is trash. But, like, mild soap is perfectly fine to wash yourself with. Yeah. And it's like, so that's something that's a huge misconception, too. Or even, like, you know, men who are uncircumcised. I'm very much aware in America, circumcision is a huge thing. And regardless of your feelings on that, if you have a child who is uncircumcised and you are not willing how to teach them how to clean and maintain it properly, that's a problem. Like that is a part of their body. And again, Mm -hmm. gentle fricking soap. Yep. Exactly. Nothing should be going up there unless it's with a consensual partner. (laughs) (laughs) Or yourself. (laughs) So here's like, I am all for, you know, having a good time by yourself. I am all for masturbation and, you know, whatever way you see fit. But be safe about it, please. There are too many people sticking weird ass things up themselves. Like, mm-hmm. just go buy the $200 toy that is designed for that. Self-love also needs to be safe. Yeah, because you don't want to end up in the hospital with like a $3,000 bill. And yes, I know that seems really small, but it was the first number that popped in my head. Versus just going ahead and buying the $200 toy that is literally designed for whatever it is you want it to do. Mm-hmm. They come in all shapes, sizes, colors, literally anything and everything you want. Yep. It's there. Mm-hmm. 
So we quite derailed off of our main topic. Tiny rant. Yeah, a tiny rant that lasts probably about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's right on par for us. They'll learn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, there was a study done in men's health. And this is a very, like, conservative estimate because, obviously, when you have magazines doing these studies, they don't always, you know, try to remove unconscious biases like, where was this data taken? Was it a large enough pool? How shut up with the scientific side of that because I know way too much about it. But like their estimate was that 94% of women in the bedroom say that their man makes no noise. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I know, again, it's not the best study, but that is so freaking terrifying. You know what? I actually take that back because I have had sex with five men and only one of them. No, five men that didn't make noise. One man that did make noise. Mm-hmm. And the one that did, it was such a funner time. Funner? Funner? Is that not the right? I can't grammar. That is something people <laughs> need to learn very soon. I cannot grammar and I cannot speak. <laughs> funner is a word in, for you. Just for you. Just for me. <laughs> yeah. I invented it. Yes. There's probably like an urban dictionary it already made. <laughs> right. If you can't tell, we're just a little bit Southern, too. So that doesn't help. Well, I'm a little bit Southern. Me occasionally. You occasionally, yeah. It depends when I get on really, When I get really, really mad, though, my Southernality is just like, boom, right at the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about being angry. I really don't. It's just because you're not as focused on your words. That's why. It's probably also why when I stop thinking about it, I revert back to saying um, Oreo instead of Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up so I didn't have to. Oh, bring it up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if we don't want it in the podcast, we just edit it out. Like it's You're fine. right. See what I mean about edited? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a conversation earlier, and I don't know if we're going to keep that in. So hopefully that makes sense. Going oh, back to the topic, um, women or female presenting, or honestly, anybody, everybody who participates in sexual activity, you need to be okay with saying what you like and don't like. If you do not like something, say it. The other person is not a mind reader. You have to speak up. If you're not enjoying something or not enjoying it fully, you have got to have that conversation with your partner or partners. If you aren't being able to enjoy the act fully, then you'll harbor some resentment. So not only are you not enjoying your time completely, you'll start to build up these negative feelings towards your partners. You have got to say something. And I think, you know, being able to do that as well opens up so many opportunities to be able to experiment as well. Because personally, I don't think you should experiment about likes and dislikes in the bedroom with somebody unless you've already had those conversations. Yes. Because if like, you know, and this is why safe words and even for vanilla people, I am not a vanilla person. I'm just going to say this point blank. But even for vanilla people, you, I say you have to have a safe word. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter if you don't have quote unquote kinks because kinks is such a very loose term. 
you have to be okay with that conversation first. Because if you're not, and then you get into a situation where you haven't had that communication, you maybe don't have a safe word, you're experimenting with something new, and it just like triggers you in a certain way, like you're going to completely shut down. The other person might not know or pick up on the cues, and then you'll just be left feeling absolutely awful. And if your partner is not paying attention to you, even if it's stop or no, if they are even pushing it a little bit farther than that, that's a problem. That is a problem. You need to have a discussion on that. And if they are not willing to respect that boundary, then you really need to reevaluate your relationship with that person because that is not safe. Nope. And no is a complete sentence. You don't have to worry about explaining yourself. If they go, oh, but, or what about, say, no, cut them off. Cut them off and get the fuck out of there. does not matter who you are. does not matter if you are male, female, Mm non-binary. No is a complete sentence. Exactly. And if they continue to press the subject, reevaluate your relationship. Because it if you are not in the mood, then that's okay. They need to respect that. Respect and safety is so important. Yeah. I had a thought and then it just left my head. Give me a moment. My brain is buffering. (laughs) Thought flew away. It did. It's okay. Take your time. I know, right? Like it was such a good thought too, but I wanted to finish those thoughts and I was like, man, I should have just spoke up at the moment. And then we got back to that. They'll probably come to me towards like the end of the podcast and we'll go on another like 30 minute tangent. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Content, baby. (laughs) No, I think overall too, like even just like, you know, because I don't fully know why women moan. There's so much science behind it. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I am aware there are some people who use it as a way to like get the person to come a little bit faster. I'm very much aware of that. I'm also aware some people fake that as well. But, you know, even just uh, that feels good. Yeah, you know, don't like, force yourself to moan. If it's not yeah. natural, then the key to experiencing an orgasm is releasing it. Stop trying to control it. Having to control that feeling and trying to concentrate too hard on having an orgasm is one of the main reasons Women cannot have an orgasm. Of course, every woman is different. Every person is different with what triggers their orgasms the most, whether it's penetration or outside stimulus. Uh, There's, you know, a hundred different ways, Um, whichever way is great for you. But the key to having an orgasm is not trying to make yourself have an orgasm. We are not educated on what an orgasm even is. It's not talked about. The whole sex education that is brought to girls is all about childbirth. That's it. Yeah, it's literally just playing fear factor with, do you want this thing coming out of your vagina? And preaching abstinence is bullshit. It's going to happen. So... Why don't you teach safe sex instead of no sex? Because you this keep is literally- teaching no sex, and obviously, they're going to have sex. And this is literally, okay, my very first day of sex education. Now, my mom refused to allow me into the sixth grade. Now, I heard about it from all my friends, yada, yada. And that was just 
very basic with what they explained. There was like no information outside of you make a baby by having sex with a with between one person that has eggs and one person that has sperm. Okay. But then in seventh grade, the very first day, it was a lady from the health department, but literally she comes in and the first words out of her mouth are sex is so much fun, but wait until you're married. I'm sorry. You are talking to fucking seventh graders. Now at the time, most of us were already going through puberty and kind of were having these feelings, having these thoughts, experimenting with ourselves, because that's a normal thing to do at that age. So the only thing that we fucking heard was sex is fun. The rest of it, whoosh, right out of our fucking brains. I had a little boy propose to me and we were going to get married. So it made it okay. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously we didn't have sex, but. Oh my God. That's, that was just a fun little ditty I wanted to throw in there. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, that's not how you start. And even the rest of the class, it was just about. Our bodies, like our breasts getting bigger, a period. It was actually really nothing about the act of sex. We didn't even talk about birth control. We didn't talk about condoms, anything like that. I didn't know how to put on a condom until the first time I fucking did it. Oh, see, we were, we were, we were taught how to do that. Yeah. No, we were never taught how to do that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and yes, I was that fucking nerdy 16 year old reading the side of the package going how the fuck do i do this because i was 16 i don't want to get pregnant right now luckily the guy that i was with was not a virgin so he sort of knew and he helped walk me through it etc showed me how to properly put on a condom i was like you know what they don't teach us shit (laughs) no they do not nope not at all it's just absolutely ridiculous it's all right. It's I found sad. out my um my backup is getting married. Don't um, know when. Um, but his uh his girlfriend put on Facebook that they had been engaged. Now he's not on social media at all, so I haven't actually spoken to him in years. But I was just like, oh, how cute. And then I'm just kind of <laughs> silently thankful just because of some things that happened, like where his life has ended up versus where my life has ended up. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy that my backup is getting married. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Which is an awful thing it's to funny think that you have a backup. <laughs> well, now I need a backup to my backup. So it's like, who, who, who's going to be my backup? I'll be your backup. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, we, we have legitimately talked about getting married before. Like, I yes, am. So I identify as bisexual. Just going to go ahead and get that out the way. So I am very flirtatious with my female friends, mostly when I'm drunk. Um, especially when you're drunk especially when I'm drunk (laughs) but I probably would not sleep with any of you unless I was on tequila because I don't know what the fuck they put in tequila in that country song tequila makes her clothes fall off it's just a little bit too close to home for me (laughs) I literally made you do it (laughs) no that night in Ohio was the Jameson okay and this is this is another reason why consent is important because I've had these feelings for a while and I've just been way too damn awkward to say it so we're going to tell this story here just for the sake of consent, because it's funny and it's going to be a good conversation. So, yes. Kaylin is initially from Ohio. So, we went up there to visit her family, etc. I wanted to get out of the state. I love traveling. She um, loves the north and cold and snow. Weird. I love the snow. I hate Weird. driving in it, but I love the snow. So, anyway... 
we go up there and was it your cousin that we were yep. out with? Okay. It was my cousin. So we went out with her cousin. Now, we were at the last bar and the bartender was literally one of the hottest women I've seen in my life. From the get-go. So that was the bar where I was paying for the drinks because we split up where we were paying. Just to make it easier. So we asked her to surprise us. And I know she put Jameson in it because she gave us a shot and a drink. You and I were very tipsy. Your cousin well, and yes. her friend were fine. Well, your cousin hadn't really been drinking. I think she had, what, no. one white her, shot? Her friend was tipsy, too. though. Well, I should probably not have been served. <laughs> so it was the Jameson that got me because I now this is how drunk I was. I tipped her $50 on our first round. Because I found her that attractive. Don't ask me why the fuck I did it. <laughs> I was so fucking drunk. But anyway, so you're all in the bathroom. I go back to the bar and was like, can I just have a shot of Jameson? And she gives it to me for free as a thank you for the tip. And I just down it. I remember us going up to the rooftop. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what we did up there. Don't know how long we stayed there. And I remember that we went back down to the car. And that yep. was our last stop before we went home. Mm-hmm. I have bits and pieces of us going to the hotel. I just remember like the sound of laughter. I don't remember seeing anything, but that is the last thing I for sure know. I remember I took that shot of Jameson. We went up to the roof and it was like, the, like the rooftop is part of the bar. It's like an open, like it's an extension of the bar. We weren't just going on top of the roof of a business. Yeah, so. We were just like randomly going up to a roof. But anyway, so I fuck up by falling asleep in the car. Yes, she did. Now, when we get there, I open the door. Um, trigger warning. I vomited all over the ground, all over the door of her cousin's car. I was mortified, okay? Well, then the sound of me vomiting makes Kaylin vomit. Just a little bit. And I'm going to let you take over the story because I like how you tell it. Because the only reason I know what happened is because you told me. And then I'll come in <laughs> with what I wanted to initially say. So, luckily, my cousin is a nurse. So... You know, she did not panic over us throwing up or Renee basically throwing up all over the inside of her back seat and the car door, all of that. And of course, you know, my cousin being the wonderful cousin she is, she pulled up to the front of the hotel so we wouldn't have to walk the covered little entrance, the main entrance. So Renee throws up all over the concrete. I happen to at least get out of the car and go over to a bush and throw up in the bush, you know, just a little bit of, um, what, what should I say? Fertilizer for the, <laughs> well, maybe not with how much tequila I had had. So, <laughs> um, Disney calls it feeding the fishes. Yeah. So, you know, Renee stops throwing up. I say goodbye to my cousin. I knew I would see her, um, the next day, but. <laughs> We start walking into the hotel to go back up to our room and Renee is just, you know, talking away about how much fun she had and how sorry she is that she threw up in the car and all these things. And like, I'm like kind of half holding her up because she's just stumbling everywhere and she about walked past the elevator. So anyway, skip to we get back to the room and <laughs> Renee immediately starts stripping like the 
the door wasn't even closed yet and she just starts stripping out of her clothes just still talking and so i'm going around the room like i was i was definitely drunk but i was still aware of everything going on and so um while she's stripping i'm making sure her phone's on charge getting us water all those things and i'm bending over to plug up her phone and as i stand up all of a sudden i just feel her arms wrap around me and she starts telling me how much she loves me and that she's so glad that i'm her best friend and when she finally let go she flopped onto the bed and i realized she was butt ass naked hugging me telling me how much she loved me <laughs> <laughs> so you know everybody has those nights it's okay <laughs> well I think for me like so how long did it take you to even tell me that I did that because like literally the next thing I remember is waking up and I see the trash can beside me and then I see water and I was like oh thank god water <laughs> that's like the next thing I remember and so I guess like the really awkward thing for me is like I don't even know how to put this into words. But, like, I feel bad that, like, I just stripped. And then, like, for me, that would have been a creepy thing if somebody was fully clothed. But for somebody to be butt-ass naked going, oh, my God, I love you so much. Well, I I was also drunk, too. So. (laughs) I know. But I still feel, like, a little bit bad because I feel like I am not a very emotional person. Kaylin can attest to that. not a touchy person, either. I'm not a what person? touchy person oh i thought you said preppy person i was like well i'm not preppy either but what does that have to do with it yeah you're not you're not a preppy person either but go ahead yeah well i don't like being touched i'm not the biggest fan of cuddling kaylin can probably to attest how awkward i am when people cry trying to physically comfort them um i know you appreciate my effort though (laughs) but so like i don't know i just feel bad because that was such out of character for me you should not feel bad about that at all because me, I am a touchy person. And honestly, I was also drunk. So I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't want to make you feel bad because I knew you would. So that's why I didn't tell you right away that what happened. I still mostly find it funny. Like I definitely did talk to my therapist about it and I do still definitely find it mostly funny. So that's the good news, but... Yeah, that was just one thing that for me, why, like, I kind of wanted to bring it up since we were talking about consent, you know? So if, like, your partner doesn't feel that same way, then y'all aren't doing consent properly, is how I personally feel about that. That, and I figured, go ahead and get that embarrassing story out of the way, so that all the ones to come, nobody is shocked by. (laughs) Good one to open with. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of inside jokes that will definitely pop up throughout this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We've been friends since 2015, yep. so, yep, <sighs> plenty of stories. You'll get them sprinkled in, and then oh, new yeah. ones to boot. Oh, yeah. So, this has somewhat to do with sex. So, I'm in the process of rearranging my apartment. I have finally ordered myself a couch after living here for almost two years. Um, I am ordering some stuff for my bedroom. Um, we'll go into that trauma later when we have a proper trigger warning on this episode. (laughs) Um, so I've been kind of moving things around. So I took a video of it 
and I sent it to Kaylin and our friend Lee. And I was like, oh, shit, my vibrators are just chilling in the corner, turgic. (laughs) And so I was like, I immediately sent a snap. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Please pardon the vibrators. They desperately needed to charge. So, And sometimes Renee forgets that I actually sold adult toys for a little while. So honestly, it just looked like part of the decor to me. (laughs) I mean, I wish I had as many vibrators as you do. But I do not. I only have three because my two favorite ones finally kicked the bucket. But they were really old, so. Hey, you know what? Fingers are great. <laughs> See, I this is, mm, I just don't like that sensation. Is that weird? Like, I can do it to other people, but not myself. <clears throat> like, I have I mean, fully enjoyed the time that I have slept with a woman. Like, fully enjoyed it. But as far as putting my fingers in myself, I can't. I just, I don't know why. Yeah. I understand. You have to be completely comfortable with your own body. Even then, sometimes it's just not for you, and that's okay. Everybody is allowed to like and dislike what they want. As long as it's not harming others unconsensually, then you're good to go. For me, it's just a texture thing. That's why I also don't like slime. (laughs) Like, I love how you went oh. deep with it, and I'm just like, no, like, I am comfortable with myself. But no, it's just a texture thing. Like, even the times I, that I've had to use lube, which lube is important. I know people have sensory issues, but it is important, okay? Even the times, like, I've used lube, it's definitely been, like, an adjustment because I don't know if people feel the same way. So you can tell me whether I'm crazy or not. I can tell when we're using lube. Because it feels different than what I feel like down there. Everything going on with my vaginal canal, like, I can tell that it's different. And I don't know if it's, like, a psychological thing because, obviously, I know that it's being applied. I know that we're using it. But, like, I don't know. Can you tell a difference? So, I personally, if I am having sex with a partner then I like to use water-based lubricant because it literally just mixes in with your own, with your body's own natural lubricant. So it doesn't, typically you can't tell a difference. It just adds to it. And, but when you're using toys, obviously you need to use a silicone-based lubricant. Uh, Water lubricant will not work for toys. So, I mean, it will, but it it will not work As properly well. enough. Yes. Um, which, if anybody's interested, we can go in more depth and detail on sexual education in another episode. But for me personally, if I'm having sex with a partner, I cannot tell the difference. So... Well, maybe that's because, like, most of the time we are using toys in some way, shape, or form, so we just naturally gravitate to the proper lubricant. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why. Because, yes, men, women, non-binaries, toys are not your enemy. No. They are your comrades. It's to enhance it. They are fun. And this Mm -hmm. is why, oh, I remembered what my thought was earlier. This is why I hate the term foreplay. Mm-hmm. For me, foreplay is not foreplay. Because, you know, I was with a guy. 
he would come very quickly. So we talked about it. We made shit work. So foreplay became a part of sex. And that's when I realized, well, it's always a part of sex. It should be a part of sex. Because it's fun to switch up positions. So if you are concerned about coming too quickly, it's a great way to make sure that, one, you can stay turned on. And two, you can really make sure that it's not just wham, bam, thank you. It's an experience. Right. It should always, toys should be used to enhance the, which of course, do not get me wrong, toys can be used alone also. But couples often, they don't incorporate toys into sex with each other. And typically, it's just to enhance it. It's to ensure different um, feelings, different sensations. It's important. It is so important to make sure that your partner is also enjoying the act as much as you are. So that is something that a lot of people, specifically cis straight men, struggle with. And I know some men struggle with not feeling good enough when toys are incorporated. But that's not at all what... Toys aren't meant to replace you. They're meant to enhance the experience and help your partner achieve orgasm. Yeah. And I think that's like... So, and here's something that I think, you know, a lot of people, especially men, need to hear. And I'm just going to use myself as an example because I have no shame in saying this. I have not had sex in five years. And I promise you, a toy with a partner feels a hell of a lot better than a toy by yourself. Because it's that, for me, it's that emotional connection. That's why I also don't like one night stands. I need something more than just we're both horny. Understandable. I've done it. It was a good time. We'll go in depth as far as how that ended. Because <laughs> that's a funny story. But it's it's so much better with another person. Don't get me wrong. I love myself. I love the fact that I can love myself. Masturbation should never be a taboo topic. Everybody does it. Just point blank. Everybody does it. Even if somebody tells you that they don't, just take that with a grain of salt. Well, I wouldn't say that everybody does it. Some people don't. I didn't for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been, I mean, there was a period of maybe a year and a half where I just, I never felt horny. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Sort of on topic, but off topic. Animals in the bedroom while you're sleeping with somebody. <laughs> yes or no? Well, as long as they don't get in the way, I don't care. Oh, see, I just get, okay, maybe this is because I have cats and just the specific ways they stare at you sometimes is very creepy. But I just, I, mm, no, because there was um, an apartment that I used to live in where I had no choice but to leave. So I now have two cats. At the time, I only had one. And just the way she would like stare at us sometimes, I'm like, can you stop? Because you are so distracting me and getting me out of my zone. Like, please stop (laughs) staring at me. Like, just Yeah, if, if they're staring me down, that's a little different. But like. Her one dog would just like get up on one of the pillows and get like get out of the way and like go back to sleep. So, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I've never really had to deal with like 
a dog getting in the way. Cause even like the guy that I was with, um, you know, the times I would go over to his place. So he had a German shepherd puppy, absolutely adorable dog. Like we would lock her out of the room before we started anything. We'd be like, do you want to? Yeah. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's get out the room, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, my lab shepherd mix. <laughs> He oh. would, he would start to, uh, his name was Scooter and he would, he would get worried. <laughs> he would like, like start to whine and try to get up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my partner was hurting me. <laughs> so we, oh, yeah. we definitely no. would have to move him out of the room. But with the, our dogs now, we don't, it doesn't, they That's don't you have, get in the way. You have uh, poodles now. I forget the specific kind of poodle. Miniature poodles. Thank you. I don't know the classifications. I'm not good with animals. <laughs> well, I know that I own a tortoiseshell cat and I own a domestic short hair cat. So both of them are runts. Well, um. Not runts. That's not the word I wanted to use. Mutts. That's the word I wanted. I'm so sorry. I used the total wrong word. <laughs> well, honey, I hate to break it to you, but both of them are domestic short hairs. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. Like they, actually, <laughs> when I took her to the vet, they actually had a box that you could check for tortoiseshell. Okay. Yep. Well, tortoiseshell, tortoiseshell is just a color. Oh yeah, I know. Yep, they're both domestic short hair. One's black and one's tortoiseshell. Most one most them. cats, unless they come from a breeder. She popped up. How cute is that? She said, "You talking about me?" <laughs> That's. Funny. I don't like the way she's looking right now, though. She's looking at a bug. No, now she's back staring at me and licking her lips. You've already been fed today. <laughs> at four o'clock this morning because I couldn't get Luna to shut up. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's the the bad part about feeding animals in the morning. Well, it's just because of, like, how it was the last few weeks of my job where it was, like... So, I'm just going to say this, and I'm probably going to say it before I even talk. So, I am never going to say uh, where I work... But I will say, um, I do not speak for the brand. I do not speak for the company. Anything I say regarding my job is my opinion and my opinion alone. So I work for a corporation and I'm a manager where I am typically on call 24-7. And, you know, it's what I signed up for, et cetera. But yeah, it was getting to the point where, I mean, I was feeding them breakfast at four o'clock in the morning when I was walking out the door for work, knowing that I wouldn't be back until like maybe 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Right. So they got onto a very weird eating schedule. So now I have to train them back to a proper eating schedule. Because, um, yeah, this whole waking me up at four o'clock in the morning. Nope. And I have not been at work for three weeks. And I've quite enjoyed this time off. Yes, I'm sure you have. You as needed it. You note, deserved it. Yeah. And as a side note, anyone that works for a corporation, please know it's okay to use your pay time off. Do not let anybody guilt trip you into not taking your pay time off. It is paid mm -hmm. time off, as some people call it, protected time off for a reason. Because everyone has mental health issues. Not everyone, but I have a feeling we're probably going to diverge to people with mental health issues as a podcast just because of how fucked up we both are in the head. <laughs> uh, I'm not just ashamed to say that. There. Yeah, just put that out there. We're both in therapy. We both have issues. It's, it's a whole thing. Everybody has uh, a little bit of trauma. Yeah. Whether they realize saying, like, it or not. 
that's why I say, like, I feel like everybody deserves a therapist. It does not matter if you don't have major mental health issues. It doesn't matter if you don't have, like, major anxiety, etc. Like, sometimes it's just really good to have a third person who is completely unbiased, doesn't know your life, you know, that you can just talk to and get that affirmation of your emotions and get that, you know, confirmation like, okay, you're not actually crazy. You just really need to talk about this with somebody who understands what's going through your mind. Now, don't be wrong. I know therapists are expensive, so that's not helpful to everybody. But I really think that not enough people take advantage of therapy because there's such a taboo where it's like, oh, it's only for those with like major mental health issues. And it's like, no, no, it's not. Therapy is a luxury. If you can afford it, do it. It will help. You will learn things about yourself and how to deal with future trauma and regulate your own emotions, be able to understand why you're reacting in a certain way. Therapy is so important. And I understand not everybody can afford it and it's not accessible to everybody. But if you can, please go to therapy. No, because like what I was about to say is I have no idea how we diverged from making noise in the bedroom to talking about therapy. (laughs) Don't be afraid to talk to your therapist about that kind of thing either. Obviously, make sure that they're comfortable with that because they are also people too. But there are therapists out there that can help you navigate sexual frustration and that type of thing. Yeah. Or even as like, you know, my therapist, I don't know if she's trained on it or not. But, you know, we've talked about my sex life. We've talked about the things that I'm into, you know. And, you know, I've talked about my concerns, you know, things that I've been through in my past that, like, you know, really affect my sex life that I know affect my sex life. You know, and just being able to have that conversation, you know, where it's not like, you know, telling your best friend like, oh, you know, this is how it was, et cetera. It's like, it's kind of like that in a way, but it's definitely where it's like, you know, you get those, again, those affirmations of like, yeah, it's okay to feel like that. Or, hey, how about, like, you know, we take this baby step and let's see if this baby step can be successful. If not, okay, there's, you know, a million other avenues that you can do, you know, when exploring sexuality, especially with yourself, especially for people questioning things about their sexuality. Because there was something I just actually found out. Yay for going home for the holidays. Um, I connected with a very old friend that I have not spoken to since probably 2013. Okay. And I had actually forgotten that I had actually told my mother that I was bisexual back in high school. I had completely forgotten about it. And because of her reaction, I had buried that memory so far deep That what, I came out to you as bisexual in, what, 2018, 2019? Something like that. Something like that. Like, I had buried that, and I didn't even realize it, so of course I talked to my therapist about it. Like, you know, I hadn't even remembered that conversation until she said it, and then all of a sudden, like, this, you know, new memory just formed in my head. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just... I was in shock. I was like, I always thought that it'd come out in like 2018, 2019. Granted, it was to the shock of nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always knew you were bisexual. Yeah, like it wasn't a shock to anybody. But I was Mm -hmm. just like, damn. Like I had forgotten that it happened. Right. 
Yep, it happens. Thank you so for completely. sharing. Oh yeah, I don't. Uh, there's some stuff that obviously, like we have, Kaylin and I have both previously discussed things that are 100% off topic. Um, so if we ever do accidentally slip up, etc., obviously we will edit it out, and it's not for not being transparent because I think you'll find that both of us are super transparent. Um, we're very open about our lives, etc. Um, but there's also just some things that we don't need to talk about on a podcast and we want to be relatable to our audience. And, you know, there's certain ways that we can make that happen without having to just trauma dump on everybody and, you know, bring up things right. that you know we ourselves are still trying to work through and still trying right. to cope with. Right. And our limits now might change. However, as of right now, obviously, we do want to talk about the hard things. We want to talk about things that need to be talked about. But there are obviously, like Renee said, there are obviously some things that we ourselves are still working through because we are also human. Now, I also want to say, especially with this being our first episode, our first full episode, that is, I want to say that we're human. So if we slip up, if we say something that is offensive, or if we say something that like oversteps or we have wrong information, please tell us. We will absolutely do a correction on it because we do not want to make anybody feel alienated. And obviously, there is a lot of misinformation out there. So we will do our best to make sure that we are very well educated on the things that we say before we say them. But again, we are human. We are going to make mistakes. So please give us grace. And with that being said, I always go back to, so growing up in the Bible Belt can be an extremely tough thing, especially when you suddenly find yourself in the middle you know, of a big city for the first time in your life. And you are really challenged with a lot of the things that were drilled in you as a child and having to, you know, change perceptions and change common misconceptions because that's how you were raised. Because unfortunately, racism is a taught thing. Um, intolerance, homophobia, all those other different phobias, those are taught, you know, and so we will do our best to correct us. But please just know that if you attack us, for it and don't have the capability to have that open conversation around it, we will ignore you to be fully transparent. Obviously we will talk about it. Obviously we will like, you know, make any corrections we have to. Um, but we just also don't want to give people like that the time of day because there's always going to be that one person. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. It does not matter the accountability that you take. There's always going to be that one person that you're not able to please. And we don't have the tolerance for that. Well, okay, let me take that back. I don't have the tolerance for that. <laughs> we are open to constructive criticism. Obviously, we know we're not going to be everybody's audience either. We are definitely a minority where we both live. So, yeah, being too... Um, okay, we can edit this out, but I just, I don't know. What is your sexual orientation, if you don't mind me asking? I do identify as pansexual. Okay. 
that's a conversation that I don't think we've even fully had. It's just, it's been one of those things where it's like, it's happened in passing, but I'm also not about to just like label you for you. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, so thank you for letting me ask that question. Um, but I think, you know, we're both pagan. We're both part of the LGBTQ. Uh, we both still live in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yes. You know, so even though, yes, I'm going to go ahead and say this, even though, yes, we are aware that we do have white privilege and mm-hmm. that is something that we do possess, we are very much in the minority of, you know, the, as you said, the minority of where we live. So we definitely understand some struggles a little bit differently than other people would understand those struggles. Right. And everybody has their own struggles. We obviously won't understand each person's different struggle. But you should always give somebody the benefit of the doubt and grace. Do your best to not judge people. However, I want you to remember that your first thought is often not your own. Your first thought is taught, like Renee was saying, racism, homophobia, all that is taught. So take the time if you catch yourself thinking like if you see somebody walking by and you catch yourself thinking um something judgmental about that person and you realize it stop yourself and say hey where did that come from try to figure out where that came from and kind of coach yourself through why you thought that way and why it may not necessarily be true or right because we are all our own person and we all deserve love and to feel safe and no one if i had the opportunity no one would ever feel unwanted so obviously i can't do that but i can at least help create a safe space for people to have a conversation and to talk about things like i want i want people to view me as like a big sister or like a like an auntie or something like that <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's something that's so important that's really – and this is specifically for the white community. I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about the things that, you know, we've been taught, whether it's, you know, by our family, by the family of our friends. You know, I've definitely looked back on some friendships that I had in, like, you know, elementary, middle school. I'm like, oh, my God, like, they were full-on racists. Yep. You know, and I'm now sitting here at 25 years old just now figuring this out. So I think it's also important to give yourself grace with that too, because you can't take everything so personally. You just sometimes got to go, you know what? I fucked up. This is how I fucked up. This is how I've educated myself. And this is what I'm going to do going forward. If you catch yourself, like ignorance is only ignorance if you don't know better. So if you know better and you continue to do the thing that you probably shouldn't do. That's somewhere that you should reevaluate. There's enough hate and enough struggle and dishonesty and all of the bad things. There's enough bad things in the world. Don't be the reason that somebody cries. Don't be the reason that somebody doubts themselves. Be the reason, like even just a compliment say like oh i like your shoes like that could really change somebody's day 
So just be aware there's, you know, everybody's human and everybody's going about their day just trying to survive. And here's something about this, too, that I think, especially with the type of work that I do, is something that's super important. It's being genuine about it. Yes. Like, I am one of those people where I will randomly compliment you, but I'm not just going to compliment you to compliment you. Right. Right. I want to make sure that it's very, like, when I say, oh, my gosh, I like your hair. Not only am I saying the words, but my body is also doing the things that you do when you actually genuinely like something. Like, you know, you're intrigued about it. Like, the other day was taking a woman's order. And I absolutely loved her hair. It was, like, super dark red on top. And it was, like, ombre out to an extreme platinum blonde. I mean, she had long hair, okay? But it was absolutely gorgeous. And so I was like, hey, where did you get your hair done? Unfortunately, this person lived out of state, so it wasn't anywhere local. But, you know, I was able to kind of use that to, like, you know, if it would have been local, I would have been like, here's my card. I'm making a fucking appointment. Um, But, you know, it's just those little things, too, where, like, they know, oh, my gosh, like, this person isn't just saying it to say it. This person genuinely means it, too. Mm -hmm. But we have completely derailed off topic. And I love that. This is going to happen a lot. Like, we'll definitely get deeper and stuff because, and well, that's the point of the podcast, too, is just to be able to, like, take a starting point and kind of, like, you know, rant about things and create okay a conversation. Yeah. That's definitely create a conversation. But so I did think of a fun way to end our podcast, though. Yeah. Um, We'll probably do, like, we'll probably try out different types of things here and there. Um. Especially talk about why I am oh so pretty all the time. Um, for some context, I, I don't like using that negative language with myself. So when I do something that like point blank is stupid, I won't call myself stupid. I'll make a point to call myself pretty um, just to take more of that positive language within my life. That is something that I learned in therapy. So controversial topic. So this is something that I, I don't know if you know about this, but I'm intrigued because I have thoughts. Okay. Do you agree, or do you even know of, the vomit popcorn bowl? No. What is that? You don't even know? Oh, okay. So, as you can tell, Kaylin is not that kind of white. Um, My family was sort of that kind of white. So, this is something that has been all over TikTok. Um, You know, making fun of, you know, they say white people don't have any culture. So... The vomit popcorn box or a bowl is a bowl that families would traditionally use for their kids to put beside their bed, etc. Like you would trash can if they're sick. So that way they can vomit in there versus vomiting on the floor. But then it doubles up as a family night popcorn bowl. Ugh! Ew! Ew! No! I so wish everybody could see your face right now. <laughs> Disgusting, absolutely not. <laughs> now, the reason why I say my family is sort of that kind of white, we never had the vomit popcorn bowl. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's gross. I'm sorry. If you're doing that, you're rich enough to spring for another bowl or another trash can. Just go out and buy one, okay? Trash cans are like $3 at Walmart. It's the small ones, but they're like $3 at Walmart, okay? So just dig around your couch. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find $3. Okay. (laughs) 
my family had the vomit foot soaking bowl. So like, let's say we were outside, we had a leech on us, you know, from swimming in the river, or we got, you know, a splinter or something in our foot, we would use that bowl to soak it in Epsom salt so that we could get the leech off, we could get the splinter out, etc. And then yes, if my sister and I were sick, we would use that as a throw up bowl because our rooms were so far away from the bathroom. Right. That I find okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like one, we're not eating out of it. But two, it's not even like that thing was designed to be clean. Like we're right. soaking a freaking leech in it to get it off of us. Or we're soaking it to pull out a piece of wood from our fucking foot. Like, that I'm okay with. I'm still stuck on the popcorn bowl. <laughs> That's so disgusting. It's it's a thing. I just, I don't, I, I so wish it was a joke. But too many people are commenting on it for me to believe that this is some kind of joke. Mm, no. See, we had a small trash can. I think it was the one out of the living room. That if one of us were was sick, we'd empty it out. And we'd use it. Because our bathroom was all the way at the back of the house on the first floor. So, like, it was like this old farmhouse style house. And so our bedrooms were upstairs, really far away from the bathroom. So, yeah, the that trash can was used quite a bit. But I cannot imagine using a popcorn bowl. Like, I wouldn't... No, why would you eat out of that? Like, I guess, you know, you clean it. You obviously clean it. But I just... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's a no for me. Yeah. It's a I no wouldn't. for me. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm okay with what my family did. Because, like, if that bucket wasn't being used, it was in the freaking linen closet with cleaning supplies in it. Yeah. So it tripled up as cleaning supply storage. <laughs> but, like, to use, like, it's just, it's it's not even, like, I understand you can get things extremely sterile nowadays with dishwashers, with the soaps that we come out with now. But it's just the thought of eating out of that. Yeah. Like regurgitated food was sitting in that bowl and now it's just Okay, you're family night. Egg. We're Sorry. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. <laughs> but no, it's it's a no for me. It's definitely yeah, a no for no me. No for me too. I just can't believe you didn't know what that was. You're welcome. No, for I've never heard you. of it. Ugh. Gross. Okay. Well, is that about it? Are we gonna wrap up here? Yep. That was my last thing because, like, I thought about that when we tried to record earlier in the week. I was like, you know what? I'm either going to throw Kaylin for a loop or she's going to be extremely strongly opinionated on it. Either way, I want to have this conversation. That would be fun, like, to do for each episode, though. Just have, like, a fun, controversial opinion like that. Yeah, that, that would be fun. I think we should make that a thing. Maybe not as disgusting as that, but... (laughs) <laughs> you so oh my god your face <laughs> your face was, was hilarious you're but, welcome um, all right well i guess we're done so we are going to head on out you can find us on all of the social media platforms well i won't say all most social media platforms everything is linked on our website which is thebitchscapepodcast.com so go check it out 
and we can't wait to get back to you. Thanks for bitching with us. Bye, y'all.